and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, we got to apologize to all our listeners and viewers. We uh, we had some uh, some some issues on on Saturday night. Didn't get yeah. to do a post game podcast. Um, we opted for safety. We chose we chose safety over uh, over over serving our listeners. So we we apologize. Listeners. We apologize for that. But uh, wanted to make sure we kept the mobile podcast studio on the road coming home rather yeah. than rather than trying to podcast. So we do apologize for that. Obviously, it was a big game. We wanted to do one, but um, timing and, uh, and and other circumstances wouldn't allow it. So we wanted to do another podcast, not just that one. We wanted to be able to keep doing podcasts. Exactly. So yes. when it was sleeting in ice and rain. We saw so it all. Saw snow. We yeah. saw all of it coming home. Yeah, we started in some sleet, mm-hmm. hit some pretty heavy snow, then rain, and, uh, and yeah. obviously didn't know what the roads were actually under yeah. us. So. And so we just... Took it easy, you know. Grin, you know, knuckle, you know, white mm-hmm. knuckled it the whole way home, and yes, um, absolutely, got home safely, so we could be back here today, exactly, drinking beer, yeah, with a Christmas tree nearby, right? Because it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. Talking now. about a game few people expected OSU to be in. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is I a was, bonus podcast if you want to get technical. Really, it's a it bonus is. podcast. It absolutely is. Um, we are back here at Stone Cloud on Monday. We thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll get to the usual things like what we're drinking and all of that. But you brought up something interesting because I was thinking about how weird really the last three seasons have been. Mm-hmm. Two and a half games or a game and a half into 2021. I remember at halftime of that Tulsa game thinking this team's not going to make a bowl game. They made it to the Big 12 title game. They made the fia- won the Fiesta Bowl. Won the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Had a top this, five defense in the country. Yeah, exactly. This year... Four games in, I'm thinking this team's not making a bowl game. Yeah. And now we're getting ready to go cover our Big 12 championship game. Uh, which one would you say is more improbable out of those two? This season. Yeah. Absolutely this season. You don't I lose to South Alabama and then go to the Big 12 title game right. every year. Yeah. That team uh, in 2021 knew – we didn't, we didn't realize it until later, but they were just going to win – games ugly yeah. and you, you knew that you thing. knew the defense in 21 was special right because they were really good in 20 yeah and they had pretty much everyone back and mm-hmm. you can start to see the progression and even at halftime that Tulsa game you knew this defense is legit right and so now it was you know just that, a question of whether they could find find a way to yeah. score some points exactly and then Jalen Warren emerged later mm-hmm. and you had options but this one when you lose in week three to to South Alabama after you've already struggled against what Central Arkansas and Arizona State Arizona State and then you lose Iowa State, you start to think, like, Ooh, how are they going to get six wins out of this? Like, yeah. How are they going to get four more wins? Mm-hmm. And they won five straight. Made it look really easy. Yeah. So this, this one's way more improbable. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get back to the things at hand. Uh, what are we drinking today, Jacob? Um, it is a festive time it is. of the year. That's why we have right? our tree out. I love... This time of year, and Stone Cloud has brought back their Neon Noel. Mm-hmm. You're a giant fan of Neon Sunshine. I oh, love yeah. Neon Sunshine. This is their Christmas version of Neon yes. Noel. It was very good last year. Mm-hmm. You have to try this one right here in front of me. It's sitting right here. Right. I've not tried it yet. Same here. So I'm really excited to try this because it's just a good winter beer. Some winter beers are always the stouts or the cinnamon type, mm-hmm. you know, kind of spice ales. Right. This one's just a, a, a winter version of a Hefeweizen. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm a big time fan. It's very rare that we. Oh yeah, that's good. It's very rare that we are drinking the same beer on the uh, yeah. on the show here. But this we is the last podcast for a while. Here. It is. We don't we don't know what the future holds yes. as far as uh, our, our trips to uh, to Stone Cloud here. 
and uh, we were not going to pass up on the opportunity to enjoy Neon Noel. Um, I'll say that mine is for Wet Blanket. Wet on, Blanket? Yeah. Which, okay. Which really, honestly, <laughs> that was the second name for our show. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Cowboy Chronicles we were, was, or Wet Blanket, we were back and forth. Uh, Wet Blanket had the prediction of uh, 3824 on uh, on the YouTube comments for uh, for OSU. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Uh, it could have uh, looking at the comments. It got very interesting. Um, there, there were some some that were very close. Had OSU held on at, to that 27-24 lead and not given up the field goal to force overtime, yeah. then the scores got out of control. Um, could have been a very interesting week for for some of our our viewers. But yeah, 11 points off. So uh, strong pick from Wet Blanket, and uh, and I'll drink his his beer for him. This there week. you go. Now, if you would like to win a beer that we will drink for you. Sometime. In the future? Yeah. Oh, we'll just, we'll just grab some on Maybe on signing our way day up. or something Maybe like that. So, yeah. yeah. We can grab some on the way. We'll, we'll drink one. For, we'll cheers to you at home. That's exactly we'll tweet, right. We'll, teach, we'll tweet you a picture. Exactly. Uh, but you can win that beer by uh, jumping in the comments there on YouTube, putting in your score prediction for the Big 12 championship game. you got to get the winning team right. That can be important this week with Oklahoma State. I don't know what the line is at right this moment. It was 12 or 13 the other day, right? It's up over 14 now is that it? I've Ooh. seen. So yes, opened as low as 11 and a half, up over 14 now that I've seen. Um, but you gotta get the winning team right to uh, to win the beer that I will drink, or, or we can both drink one for them yeah. um, later on uh, uh, next week. So if, if, they, if they pick OSU and OSU wins, I think we both drink a beer for them. I think we both drink two beers for him if we wish. Okay, yeah, that's that? celebration. Right, yeah. yeah, that's a good celebration for him. All right, very good. Uh, I want to remind you to subscribe to the OSU newsletter at Oklahoma.com. Yes. We're getting uh, some good stuff. Got something uh, something related to this season that we're working on. We got a good idea for a, a fun thing for us to discuss this week in the newsletter. So you want to be subscribed to that so you can go check that out. Uh, the, the newsletter is, is something it, we took a very different approach with it this year and it's been kind of fun yeah. to write. We, we mix up some things, ask some um, questions that get us writing about things we wouldn't normally get yeah, to write Yeah, get about. us going back and forth with each other a little yes, bit. Yes, exactly. So. Every now and then we draft things just like yeah. we do here on the show, but uh, they're actual football and uh, sports related It's not things. as fun as, not as, fun as the draft on the show, on the show but, you know. but it's still fun. Yeah. Um, because drafts are fun. I, yeah, just, that's just, they are. That's just how it is. Um, we'll talk about what Mike Gundy had to say, though nothing, uh, nothing really crazy. It was a pretty, yeah, pretty tame, pretty today. tame today. Um, but there is a lot of other stuff that I uh, that I want to get to. Uh, so before that, uh, this got me thinking. The other day on Saturday, uh, a good friend of ours, Nathan Ruiz, was uh, was back in town. Yeah, he's a, an OSU grad who uh, was uh, one of the uh, one of the the uh, the first people that was uh, that was my co-host here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, right before me. That, exactly right. Right before you. Then he went out to Baltimore to cover some Major League Baseball, but he was back in town. We got to visit with him, and uh, my point of the story was the year that he was on the podcast, I started a segment for the podcast that was called Give Me Liberty or Give Me Cheez-Its. We, uh, we would have to change it to Give Me Liberty or Give Me Pop-Tarts this year. Which is not um, as catchy. Not, not quite as smooth, uh, but... Uh, the point of it was, it was a, it was a bowl projection segment, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of interesting thoughts out there about where this team could end up, uh, and where other teams could end up. So, but I'm uh, I'm offering it up to you right now. What bowl are we going to be at at the end of December? Oh man, I really want to say Alamo Bowl, just because I want to go to San Antonio for the Alamo I'm Bowl. Very selfish in that way as well. But I don't think it's happening. I think they're going to end up. In well, so the I think they're gonna end up in the Texas Bowl myself. Really, I think they're gonna end up in Houston. Mm, not, not a not a fan, not a fan. Um, I'm selfishly hoping 
for the Alamo because mm-hmm. I do want to go to, to San Antonio. And and when it comes down to picking between Orlando and Houston, not a huge fan of going to either place. Yeah. Uh, Houston anytime, Orlando around the holidays, mm-hmm. with crazy mad tourist time. Not interested in either of those, but I'll take Orlando over Houston. Yeah. Solely for uh, for for the reason I that just, it's, it's not Texas Houston, Bowl seems so. to linger there in my mind. I can see it. I can absolutely see it happening. Um, you know, they haven't been to uh, the, the I almost called the cheese it again the Pop Tart mm. Bowl since 2020. So you know, it's been a, been a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think there's still a shot um, with the Alamo. It'd be very interesting to watch the uh, college football playoff yeah. rankings that come out tomorrow. Yeah, that will uh, will give you an idea of, of. I think they get the Alamo if Texas and OU both end up in New Year's in Six the top Bowls. twelve. Yeah, then I think OSU gets there. But I'm, I'm still on the fence whether OU is going to get into New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, they're right there, and that's why I think the, mm-hmm. the CFP rankings are so are so important because you're going to need to see them uh, climb up a spot, either in this poll or the next mm-hmm. one, and and hold on to that spot. So. Um, you know they've got to get in in that top 12. Then if Texas wins, they go to uh, go to one automatically, and then OU would get one by being in the top 12. Then I think Oklahoma State is an obvious choice for the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, I just don't know if OU is going to have the momentum to get into that yeah. top 12. That's going to be. I would love the Alamo Bowl though. Bowl uh, absolutely, just... absolutely. I haven't uh, I haven't been to San Antonio in several years. I haven't been since high school, so I'm... Well, I got you beat there. I think, uh, let's see, Tane's 14, I want to say. He was three when we were there, so 11 years oh, ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have me beat because uh, my 20-year reunion is next year, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, got you beat. Yeah, there. it's been a long um, time. All right, um, what, uh, what, did, what did you like about what Mike Gundy had to say today? Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, he didn't seem to say anything crazy, so there wasn't anything that jumped out. I thought yeah. um, his talk about um, the – sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. The, his talk about the branding this kind of does for the program I thought was interesting mm-hmm. to start out with of how this is just good for the program in general. Because it yeah. made me think of 21 and after the Fiesta Bowl when he said they got a logo too. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt like this is the continuation of that. Yeah. I mean, last year was kind of that – bump in the road but this right. just feels like the continuation of it like hey like we may not we may not be still getting the four or five star guys they're not getting the stars out of the portal he talked a lot about that mm-hmm. um but yet they're finding ways to win and have success anyways because that's what they do they go and find these two three star guys and turn them into really really good football players right. and they go and win games they're doing that in the portal now too i thought mm-hmm. it was really fascinating he talked about how you know someone brought up that they were deemed Losers of the portal, right? In the off season, now you can't say that. Now they're no. winners of the portal because they got guys like Leon Johnson, um, Alan Bowman, um, Dalton Cooper, um, Anthony, uh, Anthony Goodlow, Justin, Justin Kirkland, Kirkland. Mm-hmm. like all these guys. That some of them come from lower levels. Um, a good amount of them came from lower levels that are having success that they're finding yeah. there. Um, and he talked about how they, you know, they didn't want to go after they could. They knew they couldn't go after the guys that have. USC, Ohio State, Texas, all them after right. they go after the other guys they know they can go get yeah. and build around, and it yeah. works. And yes. I think it's philosophy gonna, the philosophy they're going to keep going. It absolutely is, and I know there are OSU fans that, that, that don't like it. They want him to, to just go pursue uh, the best possible mm-hmm. players. But one thing about Mike Gundy is that he doesn't waste time recruiting guys that he doesn't feel like yeah. he are going to fit, and he doesn't feel like he's got a good chance of getting. Yeah. And he would rather identify a guy that he thinks fits with with what he wants to do that he can build into 
a, a strong player in, in this program um, and, and not get himself constantly into the situation. And they do go after big names. They, they offer four and five star guys. Mm-hmm. That, they, they just don't win a lot of those battles. Yeah. And I mean, for instance, they're on, they're in on Kobe Black, Corey Black's brother, right? Now, exactly. Who's a four star? Yeah. Um, so I think five and some. Mm-hmm. They're not favored to win to get him right no. now. No. But they're in there. Yeah. So I mean, they're not. It's not that they're not trying. Right. But if you go after a bunch of those guys and they all drag out their recruiting, mm-hmm. then you miss out. All of a sudden, now you're yep. scrambling and you're looking for the guy that's at the same level as the guy you could have got initially, but now he's gone somewhere else yep. too. And then you're just taking what's left. And you don't get to, you can't be as picky yeah. in that situation. So, I do think there's a lot of upside to the way Mike Gundy has developed his recruiting strategy. I fully understand why it bothers a lot of fans. Yeah, it it makes complete sense. You want the stars there. I get. Yeah. It. I mean, yeah. at, at every fan of every sport, program, team, whatever, you want the stars there. But sometimes that doesn't bring success. Right. And OSU instead is finding a Leon Johnson at Division Three, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got a guy that has NFL potential who's a six-five receiver, yeah. who all of a sudden is just catching everything, yeah. you know. Or you know you've got Justin Kirkland who's this massive human being clogging up the middle of the defense, and your mm-hmm. new look front that you need, yeah, you know, like or a veteran like Anthony Goodlow or Justin right. Wright who you know obviously is hurt, but yeah. like you know you've got these. It, it's it's a good. I think it's a good strategy for a program like OSU that. NIL's picking up here, but mm-hmm. it's not at the level of a Texas, an OU, right. uh, a USC, an Ohio yeah. State, a Michigan. Like, it's not at that level. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be, probably. No. And so they're finding ways to do it better and their way and to make it work and to have a lot of success still, which yeah. I think is a credit to Gundy and the coaching staff and Todd Bradford and the recruiting staff and all of those people. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And, and it's easy to see why people called OSU losers at the portal. You look at where guys went, all these guys that were going to other big time programs, uh, other, other, you know, power five, SEC, big 12, Notre Dame, all these places that that their players were leaving and going to. And then they're bringing in, uh, just going off the guys you mentioned, D3, George Fox, uh, Texas state. Yeah. Texas state, uh, Utah tech, yeah. Um, it, you know, even Alan Bowman, yeah, he's been at Texas Tech and Michigan, hadn't thrown a meaningful pass in yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there were a couple of guys that were a little bit proven, but but most of them not really. They, they made trades with Tulsa. You, right. you have Kanai and Williams and Ben Kapinski. They'll, they'll take uh, Justin yeah. Wright and Anthony Goodwill. Exactly. But, you know. but even now, that, it's yeah. guys coming in from Tulsa, from yep. a group of five. And it was easy to look at what went out and what, what came in and say this was horrible for Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. I don't know about you, but I could sense already in March. I know, I'm not saying that I thought this was a Big 12 championship yeah. contending team, but I was I was incredibly impressed with the emotional turnaround we mm-hmm. saw from December against Wisconsin after the after the bowl game to what we saw in spring. Yeah, the uh, the where they were mentally after everything they had gone through the last half of last year to be in a, uh, as positive a mindset as they were in spring blew my mind. And that's when I felt like they were not as, uh, as, as much portal losers as we thought they were. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I started to, I could feel that. You could feel the turn. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, I remember when Vegas put out the odds of like six wins, I think, right? Right, yeah. And I was like, that's an easy over in right. the preseason. I was like, that's that's a joke. Like, this team has much better vibes than a five, six-win team. Yeah. And, you know, it started to look rough at first, obviously. But they, but you, but even then, you didn't sense that they were down. Right. You got the sense that, hey, this is going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And, and I think that's just a testament to this. Gundy likes to call it culture. This program that he's built. Yeah. Culture, as he says. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're just listening to us, we're, that was we're a, doing his quote mark his, with his, his hands yes, like he's a bear. Version. Yes, like exactly. Um, but yeah, so so that I, I thought all of that was fascinating. You know, um, his, his, his willingness to, to own the fact that he knows they can't just go chasing every great player that, that yeah. comes down uh, and and being comfortable where he is being who he is mm-hmm. and and recruiting that way he's going to chase a lot of them I mean, yeah. if, they're, if they're an Oklahoma kid especially oh, yeah. he's going to chase them he's yeah. not going to ignore an Oklahoma kid especially in some of the Texas kids there's just so many of those right. you can't chase them all yeah. but yeah he's yeah they they know they they live in a reality that a lot of people, I think, don't understand. Right. And that they're very sensible and very, is it pragmatic? Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, I think it fits. Yeah. I think, I think that fits. You know, like, yeah, like I think they're, they're right there and they understand the limitations. They understand they can't overextend themselves. Right. And it's worked out very well. Yeah. And some, things, some good things happen. Like you, you miss out on a Kendall Daniels mm-hmm. to A&M. And then that doesn't work out, and then you land a Kendall Daniels at the last minute. Yeah. Because you've still put in the work trying to right. chase him, yeah. but you came up short, and all of a sudden, it comes back to you. That's, mm-hmm. you know, with Dominic Richardson, who, I, for OSU fans, may not want to say, well, he didn't turn out great. Right. He's still a starting running back and still had some good moments. Yeah. He came back, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you had some things that you've done to lay groundwork these guys will, might fall back into your lap, too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely right. And then, you know, it was a few weeks ago that Gundy brought that up, that um, there's a lot of information a lot of studies showing that guys that are getting to the end of their career that have been far from home are looking for opportunities to come closer to home yep i mean bowman is a uh, is a great example of yes, that yes he is um because that was uh he, he was ready to go play d2 ball or, uh, or fcs ball i think it was if yeah. it didn't work out so well i think like tay martin is an example of that mm-hmm. tay martin is up at washington state right he's from louisiana I think one of the reasons he ended up at OSU is because, and I know for a fact, one of the reasons he ended up at OSU is right. it's close to home and his daughter. Yes. So he ends up in Stillwater. And yeah. look how Tay Martin turned out for him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dejan Stribling, not the uh, not the same Yeah, story. no, it's hard to get closer to Hawaii without <laughs> going to Hawaii. Yeah, that's but their exactly program's right. kind of a mess, so I can kind right. of see why he said, oh, let's go, yes. let's go to Oklahoma State. Yeah. They develop receivers there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that whole conversation was was interesting. I I brought up the fact that, um, you know, obviously you want to be in this game. That's not 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 the question. But I wondered how much it impacts recruiting. And Gunny said not really because, um, you know, maybe you're a couple of days late getting out on the road. Um, the way he talked, I did I didn't specifically ask this. It sounded like guys are leaving straight from Dallas. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think some of his coaches are coming back. Right. Yeah, it's not like they're hitting the road. And not, not in a bad way. They're right. coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're jumping on airplanes and going yes. recruiting yes. as soon as possible after the game. Or going down the road, you yeah, know, exactly. and spreading yeah. around Texas, a couple of them. Right. 
Exactly. Um, but he says because so much high school recruiting is already finished mm-hmm. by now, for the early signing period anyway, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't really change a lot. Um, and he said, you know, if they lose out on a guy because they're a couple of days late because they were in the Big 12 championship game, it's probably not a guy they wanted anyway. Yeah. And that and that makes sense. And, and what what guy though is going to that they're going to miss out? Like what kid is like I'm interested in OSU. They're playing right now, so right, I'm going to yeah. go somewhere else. I can see why Gunny says I don't want that kid anyway. Right. Because they're having success right now. Why are you going to turn your like? Why do mm-hmm. you want not want to wait for them to finish up an right. extra game they get to play because they're having a good season? Yes. Like exactly. that doesn't make any sense to me. No, no, it doesn't. So his uh, his his logic stood up there. Um, and you know, I, I asked him after the press conference. I was like, "Does the does the December signing period need to go away? Because to me, it feels like a waste." Yeah. Um, you know, now you've got you've got it right after uh, coaches are being fired, and they're going, and you got all these guys jumping in the portal, all these changes that are happening within the recruiting landscape, all packed into this this few weeks in December. Now, it feels like like December, the December signing period, is is just disastrous, but. Gunny says no. His thought is you need one in July. I think that just opens up more yeah. issues when coaches are getting fired. Yeah, I think so. I think December, you can't go any earlier, earlier than it is because look at what's happened the last, this last weekend right. with coaches getting fired. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah. Which is so. why I think I think you need to just go back to just February, February is fine. and just and just yeah. leave it there. Settle with that one. Uh, Gunny did say basically basically OSU's class is done yeah. and uh, I meant to go look at the exact number uh, but they're in the mid-teens right now yeah. um, they're leaving room for portal got. guys yes because exactly. they're gonna have movement they are He's, I don't know how much this year right. I don't think it's gonna be the mass exodus no it won't all. be but if it is some. it's gonna be a lot I don't think it's gonna be guys that are playing as much right right it's gonna be more like it was after 21 yeah where you have a guy like Jaden Jernigan who is, yeah, he's a rotational guy, but he feels like he could be a full-time guy and wants to go play somewhere. Yeah. Or uh, Hunter Anthony tried to do the same thing. Yeah. Guys like that. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't count like a Tanner McAllister. Like Tanner McAllister went with Jim Knowles to right. Ohio State. Right. Jark, Jarek Bernard, he was kind of that guy who wanted to go to a bigger right. level with LSU and it worked out for him, played yeah. well, and got NIL. But, right. um, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of that. I don't expect a... And I could be wrong. This is just completely me talking here. Mm-hmm. I don't expect a Kendall Daniels to exit. I don't right. expect a Nick Martin to exit. Mm-hmm. I don't expect, you know, an Ollie Gordon even to exit. Like, I just don't right. think that they're those are those players we're going to see with the yeah. mass exodus. And, I mean, but there's going to be unexpected stuff. There yeah. is every year. You don't know what a kid wants, what he's looking for. And uh, so there's going to be weird things that pop mm-hmm. up. You're like, eh, I didn't expect that kid to go but yeah. it's going to happen so we'll see um, but I don't expect the uh, the the big numbers uh, from guys in the 2D like we saw last year I hate to bring this up and even acknowledge it remember like what three three weeks in the season there were rumors that the whole team was going to walk out right, right, I don't right. think we're ever going to see that no no still waiting on that yeah exactly yeah. still waiting on that yes because uh, wasn't the, wasn't it that uh uh, it was the bio week. Yeah, they were all yeah exactly. Quit. They were all they were all leaving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's, well, that's what you get for reading the internet. <laughs> so I hate to acknowledge it, but people really ran with that. For they some really reason. did. They absolutely did. 
Um, one other thing before we, uh, we we do need to talk some about this uh, this Texas game. Oh yeah, um, because it is a fascinating game to me. Well, can we talk about the Texas of... game or the food at the press box? Oh, we're gonna or... get to all of it. Okay, okay. yeah, we'll get to okay. all of it. Um, um, the halftime show. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're definitely talking <laughs> about all that. But I want to discuss Ollie Gordon and postseason awards. Um, yes. Let's we'll start. We'll kind of work up the ladder. Uh, let's start Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. We're both voting in the Associated Press poll. He's got my vote. Uh, yeah, I've, I've already I typed I mean, him in on my list. I haven't, I haven't even created my list yet, but yeah. he's got my vote. I mean, like, who else? Like, I just, like, Dylan Gabriel, I think, has a good argument at OU. Right. Statistically, Statistically, yes. But there's not a more impactful player no. offensively in the Big 12 than Ollie Gordon was. No. Without Ollie Gordon, OSU is not even going to a bowl game. Right. And so I think... You have to look at that and say, Ollie Gordon's the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Yeah, it certainly feels that way to me. We'll see how uh, how others vote. Um, you, know, you know, one thing I've learned about being involved in media polls over the years is that people have weird opinions on yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, next up, Doak Walker Award. He's got my vote. If I had a vote, I I don't have that vote either. But um, I mean, you look at. Not only the numbers, um, you look at the team success mm -hmm. because of him, mm -hmm. and you look at, at his competition. It's not like, this isn't like Chuba Hubbard's year, where yeah. there was Jonathan Taylor, who was yeah. this established superstar. Um, and I still kind of thought Chuba deserved it ahead of, uh, of Taylor. I did too. But, I thought Chuba um, should have been in New York too. I would agree with that. Um, but it feels like the national momentum is is going to yeah. get Ollie, I think, the Dope Walker Award. Yeah. Now, you brought up the other thing. Is he going to New York? Is he going to New York? I think yes. Really? And All right. Then. Here's why, because I think they'll take five people. Okay. I think it's that open at yep. this point that I think there's going to be four or five people there, probably five, that I think he sneaks in that way. Okay. Well, I tell you what, you uh, you keep talking. I'm going to go ahead and book <laughs> get my, book, get my flight. Hotel and yeah, flight. Yeah. A hotel in, yeah. uh, in I New mean, York do you, City. Do you, do you disagree? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get a chance to win the award. I'm right. not saying no. that, no. but I think there's a chance. And I, I I'm just going to say he's going to go there. Maybe it'd be different, but I think there's a chance he ends up in New York just be, as that fifth guy. Mm -hmm. I think if he was at a different program. Yeah. For instance, okay, let's let's. Uh, taking everybody else off the table, let's see that it, let's say it was only Ollie Gordon or Marvin Harrison Jr. that were debating for the last spot in New York. Yeah. I think Marvin Harrison is going to get there, yes. even though I don't think he's been as impactful as Ollie. Um, you know, I mean, if you're just com it's different positions, but still, yeah. just comparing numbers, Ollie's numbers are, are better. Um, but I think. I think the Ohio State brand carries yes. more more power than Oklahoma State brand does. That's think, exactly, and I think that's what's ultimately going to be Ollie's downfall in not getting yeah. the 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 votes that he I had Harrison there, there in my head in those five. So right, yeah. I think Harrison's going to be like third or fourth in this yeah. thing. Yeah, I I could absolutely agree with that. Um, He's a wonderful player, by the way. He is like spectacular, wonderful. Yeah, um, I I just feel like. There's not going to be enough um, of just sort of the, the people on the fringes yeah. 
that that are you know they're gonna they're gonna go other directions, and I think that's gonna end up costing Ollie. I think he deserves uh, to be for sure. If there's five, I think I think he should be in the mix. Um, you know, eh, after that, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know yeah. that he can that he can get there. And I'm all for going to New York City and covering well, yeah. the Heisman ceremony. So sign me up. Um, but that's uh, that's sort of where uh, where I'm at with that now. As we transition into this week's game, is the possibility if he goes out against a defense that's given up 85 yards a game on the ground, has has a defensive tackle who is one of 10 players on the Walter Camp Player of the Year watch list or semifinalist list in the middle of it, and he goes and rushes for let's say 175. How much weight do you think that carries? I think it carries a lot. Feels that way. Even if OSU doesn't win, I think if he keeps right. OSU in the game, yes, exactly. has a couple touchdowns, rushes for 175, yeah. I think it carries a lot of weight. I completely agree. So I think because Heisman voters are going to be watching this game. Yes. So I think it's going to carry a lot of weight. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think that he does. He can sway a lot of people yeah. with a big performance this week. We'll see if he gets there or not. Hard to uh, hard to predict at this point. But it's really crazy to look at the volume. And that's the other thing that a lot of people aren't going to realize. 19 carries in the first three games yeah. total. It's ridiculous. And, and, and here he is now leading. He's the only college running back with more than 1,500 rushing yards. And he had 19 carries through three games. It's yeah. pretty, pretty ridiculous that he's that he's done what he has done to this point and and has those kind of numbers um but that's uh, i think a good transition into this week's game just looking at stats what games i've watched of texas this year i've been able to watch a few this is a team that is playing really good football yeah and i think they're a really bad matchup for osu they really are they're scary good yeah they're massive up front, mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. Right. Massive up front. Um, Jalen Ford's a great linebacker. Um, Quinn Ewers has played much better than they did last season. Mm-hmm. They've got still got Xavier Worthy, guys like that on the outside that are so fast and talented. Yeah. I just when you look at things, it's a bad, bad matchup. Um, yeah. Now, I thought Kansas State was a bad matchup. I thought Kansas was a bad matchup mm-hmm. in some ways, not entirely like this. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. But this, I can see why the line is trending up throughout mm-hmm. the week as people start to look at this more and more. Yeah, yeah. And and to take your uh, um, other matchups into into account even further, I thought UCF was a great matchup for OSU, and yes. obviously we saw how that one turned out. Yes. Um, this is a team that has defied odds and and surprised us at every turn. So I'm not counting them out by any means. Uh, but you look at nation's best running back on one side, scary good rush defense on the other. Um, you look at, at an offensive line, yes, they've only given up four sacks in Big 12 play, um, but we've seen Alan Bowman getting out of the pocket early, throwing passes yeah. away to avoid sacks, and you've got a, a, a team that pressures the quarterback as well as just about anybody around. 31 sacks for the season. Um, you know, OSU has uh, has settled for more field goals in the red zone than any other team in the Big 12. 
Texas has the best red zone defense in the Big 12. Um, you know, it's there are a lot of areas where OSU could really get themselves in trouble. You look at the this uh, this recent trend of the last three games of the of these slow starts. Yeah, slow starts are not good. No, they they cannot afford that in this game because it's going to be too difficult to try to come back. Um, you think we'll see some trickery early? Could. Could. Casey Dunn likes to do that. Yeah, when you do a fast start. Yeah, he does. He does mix that in yeah. early in some uh, in some games. Um, you know, he had he had some trick plays in the book back in 2021 for the the Big 12 title game down there. Mm-hmm. So I could absolutely see that. I yeah. can see them getting getting around to some some of that kind of stuff to uh, uh, to try to take advantage of, of some areas where they where they see that might be weaknesses. So uh, Texas has given up a lot of passing yards. Part of that is they play from ahead a lot, and mm-hmm. teams are having to throw the ball against them. Yeah. So that also factors in, I think, to uh, to what they're giving up there. Um, but it also helps their sack numbers too because they're because they're, they're so off on people because exactly. they're up. So yes. Get aggressive, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned the weapons they've got on offense. Yours doesn't necessarily scare me on his own, but the weapons he's got yes. around him. Exactly. Even with Brooks being out at running back, the young guys that they've gone to there have been have shown production. Yeah. And you know we've talked about this before on the show when OSU safeties are going against a balanced offense. Those are the times when they maybe get caught looking in the backfield when they don't need to be, and, and suddenly a receiver yep. is behind them. And with guys like Worthy, you can't you can't lose you can't lose a step no. on, on a guy like that. No, because all of a sudden it's three, yeah, and four, and then he's gone. Exactly. Just, yeah. So I, that's what scares me right there is yours. Last year, OSU really hammered him mm-hmm. and picked him off three times. Did all right. kinds of things. Different defense, different team now, and I just that young safe safety group particularly worries me the most yeah. there. Yeah, and and cornerback a little bit too. They, yeah. uh, you know, DJ McKinney had uh, had the the one rough one where he got uh, got beat on the fifty yarder. Really double coverage there. They're uh, still avoiding Corey Black, but they're going they elsewhere now. They're not as avoiding Cam Smith and DJ McKinney as much. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Corey Black. I think they targeted him. BYU. BYU targeted him twice, yeah. didn't complete either, either throw. Um, he's been really solid. So 14 completions to his guy this season. So he's been really solid. Yeah. I, I really think he might be done after this year. He might I think be so. He talked last NFL. week like he, was not, like he hadn't made a decision, but it's, I think it's either NFL or returning. I don't, he's not going else. But I just, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think it's NFL or returning because – He's having such a tremendous season. I, I, I would not blame him to go to the NFL. He needs to go yeah. at this point, probably, no, to be he's, honest. He's performing really well. Um, uh, anything else about the, the matchup that, uh, that that sticks out to you? Uh, you know, Mike Gundy mentioned the return game. They're really dangerous. Yeah, they're really good there, too. And Worthy I, I asked Mike work. off to the side later. I said, hey, are you concerned about special teams? And he talked about things they could correct and stuff, but he didn't seem too concerned. And I thought, I didn't, he didn't even mention the penalties. Things right. like that they've been given up lately. They don't normally do on special teams. Yeah. You know, he said they had a guy just fall asleep on the fake punt the mm-hmm. other, or yeah, fake punt the other day. Um, things like that, but I, I don't know. It's you know. Yeah, um, you know, they've had two extra points now in the last two weeks yeah. that that have come out really low and gotten blocked. Yeah. Uh, obviously last one was a really big one because you make that Allowed one. Allowed them to tie the game. Yeah. And force yeah. overtime. Exactly. So yeah. Brandon Presley didn't catch that kickoff and had mm-hmm. to go fall on it or yeah. pick it up and started them at the five or six. That right. was a disaster. Like, 
there's just, there were just a lot of things that just don't norm, they don't normally do. Mm-hmm. There were mistakes that that I I I was concerned more about it than Mike was, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he is just not saying it. Right. Um, but but those are some of the things you know he likes to talk about the hidden yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, special team stuff contributes to that. Penalties contribute to that. Yeah. Now OSU is one of the least penalized teams in the league. Number two actually behind mm-hmm. Baylor which I thought was fascinating. That yeah. Baylor that, Baylor's so young, too. That's impressive. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, Texas, one of the most penalized teams in the league in terms of, of penalties. They were like 10th, I Oh, think. that's the Big 12 bias. Exactly, of course. That's the Big 12 officials bias. Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, so they're, they're way up there. You gotta take advantage of those opportunities mm-hmm. and, and not, you know, not make mistakes on your side and, and give away yards when you, uh, you know, have positive things go, and you look at at the last few weeks when they've when they've had these slow starts, or or the Central Florida game where everything was just going wrong. You see them making mistakes at critical times, getting penalties that wipe out good gains, and 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 those sorts of things. So that's the, I mean, they've got to they've got to be really on point in in those aspects of of, of their game this week to uh, to really keep going. You're going to need the offense playing basically perfect and you're gonna need the defense really um you know not getting got not getting hit with big plays those sorts of things that are kind of obvious to say but are big issues for this defense yeah. so all right um with that is it uh, is it about time for the stone cloud six pack? six pack yeah all right here we go good. six pack of I've neon noel done my homework yes exactly all right um all right, I went back. We got away, got away from the true-false this week. I've okay. done that for a couple of weeks. Back to a couple over-unders. And then one just a straight question, just a okay. straight, straight question prediction. To start off the Stone Cloud six-pack, sticking with the, uh, the Texas run defense, 85 yards a game. So let's keep it simple. Over or under, 85 yards for Ollie. For Ollie we're just talking about Ollie Gordon, not, Ollie? not OSU. We're going over. Going over 85? Yeah. I'm going to go under. You're going to go under? I think, uh, I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball enough. Now, if, we were t- if we're talking scrimmage yards, yards from scrimmage, yeah. I'll go over because I think yeah. he'll catch enough passes to get up in the, into I'm, triple digits. Go over. They're going to keep going at it. They're not going to try, yeah. got to, try to get unbalanced. Right. <clears throat> yeah. No, they know they've got to, got to keep yeah. that balance um, and keep, uh, keep the offense flowing like they need it yeah. to be uh, the way that they're comfortable. And so, I believe in Ollie. All right, then. <laughs> you got it. How much of that beer have you had so far? <laughs> no, half. that's a that's a joke. That's a joke. I believe in Ollie too. Uh, listen, I'm I'm still uh, I'm still rooting for my New York trip. So that's true. I believe in Ollie. I too. root for your New York trip too. That's exactly right. Okay, um, I went back and forth on 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 which direction to go with this one, but uh, but we're going to go over or under combined sacks and interceptions for OSU for the OSU defense. Oh, sacks interceptions. Sacks interceptions, interceptions combined. Over or under 3.5. You mentioned they picked Quinn Ewers off three times last year. I didn't. I didn't look to see how many sacks they had, but I'm under. sure they had one. Going under three and a yeah, half. Yeah, I'm going under. I uh, I'm going under as well. Um, I think they're gonna. They might get a pick, but I don't know if they're gonna get a sack. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, I can see that as well. I I'm saying under the these three. Are, and these half. guys aren't the sack machines they've been the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be. Nervous to bring a bunch of pressure at times too. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to put more guys back in coverage and things. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> so. I can I can absolutely see that because you have got to avoid some of those man-to-man situations yeah. where your safeties have gotten themselves in, in danger. Yeah. Now, if I had flipped it and said 
over or under three and a half sacks and picks for the Texas defense, what direction would you have gone? This is not an official question. Just I think I'm still going to go under. Really? I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm going to say we're right there at three. I think I think it's going to be right there at three, just yeah. right under. Yeah, I think I think you probably see Bowman throwing the ball away yeah. a little quicker again this week. Yeah, yeah, and that'll keep him out of the sacks. And I would expect him to get picked off at some point. Yeah, maybe even twice, but I don't I don't think they'll get to three either. I'm, I'm you can avoid the pick one. six would be the best thing for him right now. Exactly. Don't want three in a row. Yeah, no, that those have been uh, those have been killers, particularly early in the games like they've been the uh, the last two weeks. All right, now the third question. Uh, the uh, the context for this question, we're assuming an OSU victory. Okay. But WWE and the Big 12 have uh, have joined forces oh, for, the for belt, this right? game. Yes, MVP exactly. gets a belt. MVP gets a belt. So, assuming an OSU win, who gets the belt for these Cowboys? A couple different ways you can go here. Lot uh, a lot to lot to uh, to really try to compute. Could be a defensive guy. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, Ollie is, uh, is is probably top of the list of Braden options. Braden Cassidy's my pick. Braden Cassidy. You know why? Because he looks like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so I want Braden Cassidy to win I'm the MVP and get the belt. not going to say it's it's not the best pick. Um, <laughs> that's that, that He absolutely looks the part. Yeah, more Braden than, Cassidy. More than Hulk Hogan, anybody. man. He, Hulk Hogan deserves that title. I just, I just, okay, next year. Oh, uh, well, Cassidy's gone. We're late. We're too late. Yeah. Maybe he can just come back and hang out. And and get Justin Kirkland and Andre the Giant with oh, the one shoulder man. black shoulder strap, and those guys go that's as perfect. as as Hulk and Andre the Giant for Halloween. Yeah, that's perfect. That would be uh, that would have been spectacular. Yeah. We got it. We got to make that happen. Yeah. Maybe there's another guy that's willing to grow yeah. a mullet. And, yeah, and a I don't really have a. I mean, I I, I mean, Braden Cassidy's my silly pick, but mm-hmm. um, in all seriousness, I think it would be. Um, I'm going to go Brendan Presley. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. You're thinking along the same lines I am. Um, I was, I'm going to say Alan Bowman. Yeah. Uh, because I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. They're going to need to run the ball effectively, but they're going to need to throw the ball uh-huh. a lot to win this game. Yeah. So I'm going, uh, I'm going with Bowman holding the belt yeah. at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I think there's a good case you could make for uh, somebody like Nick Martin as well. He, he crossed my mind. Kendall Daniels could, uh, you know, get you get him in there. He had an interception against yeah. Ewers last year. He could do that again. Um, you know, some guys like that. But uh, I think it's going to be the passing game yeah. that will that will save this if if OSU is going to win it. All right. Um, I said we were going to talk about all those things you mentioned earlier. One of them was the halftime show. Yes. We are going to get to see a live performance by Nelly. Nelly. I'm so thrilled. I am too. I'm so excited. Phenomenally excited about this. Yes. And apparently he's playing a show that night in Oklahoma at the Grand Casino out, out by Shawnee. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's finishing up and, uh, and then I assume jumping on his tour bus. Oh, wow, well, okay. And, and heading to Oklahoma, which was fascinating. That is fascinating. I did not know that. But he is performing at wow. halftime. Look at Nelly. Because because the Big Twelve is younger, hipper, and cooler. Yes, Brett Yormark is. Even though they're really appealing to people our age with uh, <laughs> by, by bringing yeah. in Nelly. Yeah, he also has Shaq as a DJ at all the basketball yes. tournaments. Exactly. Know, so. Yes. Um, that appeals to our generation as well. Right. Yes. Um, now Nelly 
Uh, I I most associate with my college years. Where's it, where does he fall on high the, school? High school. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Okay. But so for that, our draft is your dream halftime show. Three my acts. Dream halftime show. Three acts on the on the field. Uh, you know, you the big one there is going to be your first. Your first pick is 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 a center stage. You have two side stages. Man, your dream halftime show. For uh, I really didn't prepare for this, so we talked about it, and then I did nothing. To uh, yeah, I, I literally we discussed this last night, so you knew this one was coming. I know, and I did not prepare for it. Okay, and very good. I'm the worst. <laughs> and this is typical. Now uh, this is not a complex question. This isn't like. Ted Lasso quotes where you got to go Google stuff to make right. sure you got it you right. Pick your favorite like musicians, yeah, right? But yes, like, exactly. But my problem is, is my halftime like my favorite musicians aren't going to be halftime shows. Why not? I mean, I it's your halftime true. show. That's true. I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody that's done a halftime show or that would do a halftime that's show. True. I mean, I, I've got one that I know wouldn't do a halftime show. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you can, whatever. It's your show. It's true. It could be halftime of, of you, Cohen and Brick, tossing the football around in the yard. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> That's true. That's All right. True. So you, you go first this time. You want me to go yeah, first? You go first. Okay. Close out the season. Very good. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going, if, if the draft works out the way I think it will, it's going to be a real uh, spotlight into my music tastes of, yeah. my, of my life. Uh, and, but uh, I'm, I'm starting with the Beatles. I was going to ask dead or alive. I was about to ask that. So. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Be, okay. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I, want, I, want, I want Beatles. Yeah. Mid-60s. It, John out there with yeah. his guitar. Yeah, that's fantastic. All of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no doubt about it. That's a first pick. That was... Uh, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not obsessed with the Beatles uh, to the extent that a lot of people are. But I love their music and mm-hmm. love their story and uh, so much about them that I'm, I am fascinated with. That's so that was, that was an easy number one pick for me. Yeah. All right. My number one pick. Your number one pick. Nirvana. Oh, very nice. That's gonna be, that would be an awesome right. halftime show. Yep. Now, see Kurt Cobain and people right. going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Nirvana. So uh, roughly, I, I don't remember the exact year, 92, 93, 94, mm-hmm. somewhere in that uh, in that in that range, I don't remember exactly when uh, when when he died. Yeah, uh, what, what was your? You would have been like like late elementary or junior high. Not even then. Point? Not I was even? born in '86. Oh, okay. So All right. Well, there you go. I was in elementary. Elementary so, school. Okay. Yeah. So I was uh, I was in in junior high when when Nirvana really hit, and then I'm pretty sure it was like my sophomore year when he uh, uh, when he died. Um, they were uh, uh, full transparency. That was going to be my number two pick. Was I, it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. Um, yeah. They were not my favorite band of that era, right? Uh, but they're the one. That obviously, never got a chance to see them exactly. perform live. Yes, and I would love to see uh, that band performing live. But as I alluded to earlier, there's no way that Kurt Cobain would have performed a halftime show. No, no, that's no, uh, he that was uh, he was uh, far too anti-establishment to uh, yes. to have done something. Like but it would have been awesome if he did. Fantastic. Would have been a wonderful right. halftime show. Just, just, uh, just you and you and Cohen and Brett just sitting there in the yard, <laughs> drinking your, uh, you know, sipping on your Gatorade, yeah. watching him perform in the street there. Would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, that. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to do some thinking on my on my number two pick. <laughs> yeah, you're up now, buddy. <laughs> oh man, spilling beer too. This is not going well. 
Um, all right, with that, well, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick in that in that genre. Then, um, I didn't. I didn't really want to pick this, even though it is top three band uh, for me. But I'm gonna go Pearl Jam. That's a good one. I I, I wanted Nirvana for the reasons we talked about. Yeah. Pearl Jam. You can go see Pearl Jam now. Yeah. Um, just ask Ryan Aber, our colleague, who has seen him <laughs> several times. Yes. Um, yes. Multiple yes. times. Multiple, multiple times. Uh, but uh, but they were they were um, the band that um, that finally kind of pulled me into um, the whole grunge scene and, and everything that was the, that actually got me excited about it and and understanding um, kind of what it was about and, and, and those sorts of things. So I'll uh, I'll stick with them. Still a big fan of them. They had an album come out in 2020 that that. Um, you know, back during COVID, when all you could do to get outside was just go walk around your neighborhood, it was it was me and and, and that Pearl Jam album. Uh, I just uh, it, it, like if if I hear one of those songs now, yeah. I, I start feeling like it's like it's COVID summer. Oh again. yeah, yeah. It's a little bit weird. It's uncomfortable. But, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so that will be my uh, my number two pick. Okay. My number two is going to be, and he may have done a halftime show. I can't recall. Mm-hmm. Elton John. Oh, that's strong. Like, that is strong. I just his music's wonderful. First of all, and right. he puts on a hell of a show. Fantastic. So, show. like that would be an all. I, he may have done one. I can't remember all the Super Bowl half times. Mm-hmm. Did Elton John do one? I cannot recall one specifically off the top of my head. Okay, no. he should. Absolutely should. But I think that'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Just to hear Benny and the Jets and you know, I'm Tiny Dancer, all the all right. this stuff. Just all these songs that just. Yeah, like really are just so cool and so well written. I just, mm-hmm. I, I think it's gotta be. Fun story, over the summer, uh, there was a, uh, a group of local musicians in Oklahoma City that got together and did an entire show in, in, the, in the park in downtown Oklahoma City of just Elton John covers. Oh, wow. And it was, it was fantastic. And, yeah. and the, uh, the, the big finale, the guy that put it all together, performed last and came out, uh, you know, Elton John had the, the famous sequin Dodgers uniform that he oh, wore yeah. when he when he performed at, at at Chavez Ravine, and this guy had that that uniform, but he had a specially made OKC Dodgers hat oh, nice. to wear with it. It was a lot of fun. That is it was fun. good stuff. It was and and the music yeah. was fantastic. They did a great job. So, um, all right, with that, is it uh, What's your final it pick? My final pick. This one has done a halftime show. Okay, he didn't get as much stage time as I wanted him to in that halftime show. Although I loved everything about that halftime show, other than the fact that he didn't get to perform more, Eminem. I thought about taking Eminem. Yeah. Because I love Eminem. Yeah. And yeah, I do remember that halftime show. And he yes. did not get enough love. No, right. he didn't. Uh, I, like I said, I loved everything else about it. It was fantastic. He's no not complaints. a kid friendly halftime show, though, so I kind of see is not. why. Yeah, no. He doesn't have a whole lot that he can, uh, that he can do at, at, uh, at a Super Bowl halftime. But at my halftime show, yeah. it's fair game. Exactly. It's all it's all wide open. Yeah, no, there's uh, no editing in this. No one. FCC involved in in my halftime show. So, um, you know, I, I I had gotten into into some rap and some and some hip hop earlier mm-hmm. uh, in in my life, but uh, but Eminem was kind of the one that really yeah. broke through for me in that yep. in that time span. Me and, too. Uh, his uh, his his lyrical abilities um, fascinate me. And yeah. it's, it's mind blowing. So. All right, with one. that, I do believe it is uh, it's time for your I third feel, and final I pick. I feel like as a sports writer, either one of us should have taken Bruce Springsteen for whatever reason. 
Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I don't, I don't get understand that the obsession. I'm yeah. not a Bruce Springsteen it's, fan. So that's not where I'm to going huge. here. Yeah, but I'll go with the modern sports writer favorite, Jason Isbell. There you go. I love Jason Isbell. Mm-hmm. There's no better songwriter out there than Jason Isbell in my mind right now. Right. Yep. And he's wonderful. And I'm excited I get to see him in January when he's in Oklahoma City with Turnpike Troubadours. Very nice. Going to that. But Jason Isbell is doing my other halftime show because, and he would he would not be probably a fan of this. He's not a big show kind of guy, but mm-hmm. it'd be wonderful to hear those songs. Right. Yeah. I got I got no complaints there. Yeah. Um, personally, doesn't do anything for me, but yeah. but I understand I understand the fact. He does way more for me than he does Bruce Springsteen does. I don't understand the obsession. Yeah, that's it's a it's a really interesting one. Um, we might have to hand in our sports writing cards. I think so. Bit. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> another one that uh, that a lot of people are a big fan of and I enjoy, but don't get obsessed with is Billy Joel. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, mm, uh, no, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll someone take, also might call us out. We're not picking Taylor Swift at this point, I guess, but. I also, I'm not really uh, Swifty. I'm not really yeah. into her music, so no, no, no she's I, never done much for me music. No, you know, like, no, so. same. Very talented. Yeah, she's great. I just no problem. I like it. what she you know stands for and everything like mm-hmm. that. But I, yeah, you know, no, no, nothing. She can come watch the show. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> sit there with with with. She can she can hold Breck while uh, yeah she can I'll, bring Travis Kelsey along. Yeah, I don't exactly. care. No, but, absolutely. Um, the only one that I that I almost took that was, uh, was a little bit um, probably the, more outside the box was the Eagles. Uh, I was I was big time obsessed with the Eagles yeah. um, in my in my earlier days. Um, Pink Floyd as well. Yeah. Uh, going back to uh, you know my dad was was all about seventies rock when I was a kid. So yeah. I my also, dad also a big Bruce, Bruce Springsteen guy. Oh really? Yeah. I also considered Beastie Boys. That's uh, I had that one That's on my a list good as one. well. That would be that would be super. I love the Beastie Boys. That would be a, a great um, kind of interactive. That's yeah. a you know fun ones to sing along with. Yeah. And uh, and, and bounce around. Um, is there a particular Nelly song you're hoping to hear this week? Oh man, number one probably. That's solid. That's, that's solid. Yeah. I, that's a that's a great one. You know, but I just you can't go wrong with any of his no, stuff no. he's gonna play. So, his any of his hits. Also fun. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Batter Up. That's I don't a know, good one. I don't know if uh, if he'll uh, if he does that. Um, Apple Bottom Jeans. That's right. Pretty fun. Right. Yeah. A lot of people love that one. So. Um, St. Louis. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Country Grammar is, uh, is also yeah, I mean, really, really strong. That's got to be his so, closer, right? I would assume so. Yeah. So, uh, we're only get like whatever 10 minutes it is. Of it. Right. Not exactly. Of time. No, it's it's not going to be long enough at all. No. But I'll take it over nothing. Yeah. So. All right. Well, with that, um, are we done? I think we're done. done. We'll see everyone in Arlington. Yeah, we will. And uh, I don't don't know if we'll be making it back here to to Stone Cloud. We will not be here next week. There's nothing going on next next week week. to bring us here. Yeah. Players are off. No no availability. There's nothing for us to be up here uh, to, uh, to do. So... Um, with that, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk to you the next time we're uh, we're we're on. We'll do a post game. Yeah, we'll do a post game sure. this time for sure. Um, but uh, but not back here at Stone Cloud, maybe for uh, for a while. So uh, for all of you who've been following solely on YouTube, we appreciate it, and uh, you should jump on, on over to Apple Podcasts and listen to all of our other uh, mm-hmm. podcasts that we do throughout the uh, throughout the course of the football season. Um, we'll probably have to do something uh, you know signing day related, whether yeah. it's here or not. And, uh, and of course, we'll have bold stuff later on in the season. So, with that, we will shut it down here from Stone Cloud. Thank you for joining us on the Cowboy Club.